Hey everybody, welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour, episode 254. How are you? You look fantastic. My name is Vince, your host, and I'm here with my very good friend, sir. Hello, it's me. It him. It, it me. Kyle. <laughs> hey pal. Hello. How you been? I've been good, I've been good. That's good. Any, uh... Anything fun lately? Anything new? Anything exciting? Uh, I've been playing Zelda. Yeah, how is it? It's fun. It, that's it? I, I mean, it's fun. It's bigger. There's Does whole it... new areas, and that was not in the original. Really? Does it feel like DLC? No. Okay. No. That was my number one thing, was like, ooh, I want to try it, but like, I mean, does it the, just feel like you DLC? You have the same... Or? overworld in a way like, mm-hmm. but there's different stuff but i mean like i i don't have a problem with that because it's like that's a world you know there's more mm-hmm. stories to tell in that world yeah, yeah yeah does it feel busier yes okay because that was when another one of my complaints in breath of wilds it felt very just yes like nothing was there uh, you know not that nothing was there yeah, like, yeah, nothing yeah. going on i'm getting in the cool. uh uh nuts and bolts uh making <laughs> Yeah, Banjo Kazooie, Tears of the Kingdom. It's been really, it's been interesting how what you can build and like put together and like. Yeah, I watched I watched a video of a guy like pretty much making a cart and he put a shield on the cart and then like lit the cart on fire and drove it into goblins. What are they called? Dick stuff. Oh oh. Been a lot God. of that. There's been a, a lot, lot of penis. Yeah, there's Whole been a lot, lot of, of penis. that. There's been a lot nice. of that going nice. A lot of penis activity. There's one somebody made like a truck, and then it does, they're playing that free that one song where it's like they're just flying the truck. I don't remember what the song is, but it's <laughs> is it Freebird? No, but it's like it's a rock song. I can't remember what it is. I don't know if you ever seen that me where they're just driving really fast and it's playing that song. Yeah. Good. I'm happy that it's it's enjoyable. I was thinking about picking up. I don't want to say that I'm gonna start doing this because I know how I am about streams, but I'm thinking about picking up Lego Star Wars. It's like thirty five, forty bucks, right? And streaming it because I have a way to stream my Switch now, and mm-hmm. uh, I just really I've been my thing lately has been that I don't just I just don't have time anymore, right? And I think that's like I'm finding the root of why I wasn't enjoying video games. And I just genuinely think it's because I just don't have time. And A Cult of the Lamb, I can play for an hour or I can play for six and I feel content. And then there's something like Fortnite that it's like I could get on and play a couple games and get off. Right. And that feels really good. By the way, I just updated looking for Miles. He's still not there. Yeah, I thought they were supposed to be there today, but I guess not. I mean... It's it's announced that he's going to be there. I'm buying him. Like that's going to be like the first. I think thing the files are in the game. That's why everybody's able to see all the stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't think he's the event there yet. Cool. I'll I'll buy him. Him and uh, Fish Sticks is back. I like Fish Sticks. I might buy Fish Sticks. He's like twelve hundred points. Anyway, um, no, but it's like I could play those for a few minutes, get in, get out. Like I feel like Lego Star Wars is a game that I loved as a kid. And it'd right. be fun to stream that for like three, four hours every weekend just to do something else. Right. And I could play it on a GameCube controller. Yeah. Uh, but I want to like mess around with OBS and whatever before I do it. But there's a, I have a lit, Kyle, I have like a list of games I want to get that I like want to show you. Uh, have you seen Fight Crab? Yeah, I think so. For the it's PC, like it's physics... like just like a weird. You're a crab. <laughs> 
and you fight and that's it like that's the whole game and they have like a physical edition of it i was thinking about getting it that spyro i know i've been talking to you i might go pick up uh an sd card because i'm gonna need an sd card uh but like i never played spyro be fun to stream spyro 2 just because like i had the first one on the first playstation but never really like played it played it because i was too young to understand what was going on i just thought oh cool purple dragon i'm happy that you're enjoying zelda because it mm -hmm. looks fun all the clips i'm seeing looks fun i hate that nintendo games don't go down in price right because this is one that i'd wait for all right let me wait for it to hit like 40 bucks and i'll go pick it up but it won't right. ever yeah <laughs> never it already sold 10 million like it came out we're recording this on uh 5 17 23 in the year of our lord and it it came out this previous Friday, it's already sold 10 million copies. And I remember when Breath of the Wild came out, it sold more copies than Switches. Because people had bought Breath of the Wild thinking, when I get a Switch in a few months, I'll, I'll just have this to play. Which is nuts. But no. Is there anything you wanted to talk about in particular? Anything news-wise you wanted to talk about? Hey everybody, it's me. Sorry to cut in like this. Sorry to change everything up. Kyle and I had recorded an entire episode. And when I say an entire episode, I genuinely mean an entire episode. Something happened where Kyle's audio got messed up. I thought I had a workaround for it, but the entire thing is me doubled up. And it's bad enough that you got to listen to me one time. I didn't want to make everybody have to listen to me a second time. So if you want to know the type of day that I'm having, I have to now sit back, re-record everything I just did without Kyle... And I had to call off of work because I turned. To, I was diagnosed today with very bad sciatica problems. And that's why my back has been hurting. Apparently, from like the waist down, a little higher than the waist down, all of my bones are just out of place. So, not only... I'm an old man. Like, that's what it comes down to. Like, old, like I am currently in the body of a very, very old person. I knew for a fact one day I was just going to have arthritis. That just seems like my path. I haven't been kind to my body, be it weight, be it the way I work, be it the, the way I sleep, uh, anything. And now it's catching up to me. As soon as I hit 26, my body turned off and ever, there was essentially a strike and all the workers had to figure it out. And the white blood cells are fighting with the other blood cells and the brain saying do one thing and the heart's like, I just want to love, man. And nothing, nothing will work. So I'm here to re-record everything. It was a nice conversation Kyle and I had. We talked about Redfall and how it's an atrocious mess. And we talked about uh, where we think Microsoft is headed. We talked about what's going on with Sony. Kyle's coming back next week. So when you hear this, Kyle will be back next week, presumably, unless something changes. He said he was coming back so we could talk about all the Sony stuff. We talked about the Sony press conference that's going to be an hour long and how we wanted to see a new Sly Cooper and we wanted to see uh, the next Factions game for The Last of Us and we wanted to see a bunch of stuff and we talked about how Microsoft is slowly losing its own identity even if it didn't have one to begin with because 360 was such a powerhouse of, of a generation and then the Xbox One happened and no one really knows what happened during that generation because everyone went from PS2 to 360 to PS4 just it was it was just a really Kyle cried for like a solid 20 minutes we like really just had a hard time and told each other we loved each other you know it was one of those one of those episodes that if anything ever happened to us traumatically that uh it would be super nice to go back and be like oh this is what my friend said about me just sorry 
254 episodes. Shit like this shouldn't happen, but mistakes were made. I apologize. This makes me look unprofessional. It makes me look like I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but also, I feel like it hinders your experience. If you've been here for a while and you kind of understand the players in this game, you understand that Kyle is someone who I care deeply about. He's one of my very best friends, but also... It's nice that this is kind of the format that Kyle and I get to catch up. We don't play games as much anymore together. We don't live we live 2000 miles apart, so this is how we might shoot each other a message. I don't even check my Instagram messages anymore. I'm just so busy. So like I might not have a chance to talk to Kyle or do something, but every now and again Kyle will be like, "Hey, can I pop in?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, man, absolutely." So like I'm sorry to him. I don't want him to feel like he wasted his time. Now that I think about it, that's the biggest the biggest problem is that I feel like maybe he feels like he wasted his time, and I really I didn't want that to happen at all. He was here. I'm happy that he was here. Regard, I mean, the, the, on the looking at it on the bright side, looking at everything with a positive lens, I've been trying to do. It was nice that I got to spend time with my friend. It sucks that I have to redo this, but you know, you 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 push the boulder. Sisyphus pushes the boulder uphill. <sighs> But uh, I also have a con that I'm going to tomorrow, so I can't even just say, hey, let me see if I can get Kyle back and do all this other stuff. I'm going to Comic-Con. It's more of a toy convention, but still, I'm going to an event tomorrow that I purchased tickets for, and I have sciatic problems. I had a grown man, like, grab on my butt and push and tell me to breathe, and uh, couldn't not laugh the whole time like a child. And tomorrow, uh, hurting, hurting, standing hurts a little bit, but it's, it's getting a little better. So please forgive me that I have the mic stand here. Please forgive me if this is, if this is not up to par, I apologize. I really, really do. If you've listened to the show once, or if you listen to the show 253 times, I think it comes across that this is a labor of love. I do this because I love it. I enjoy it. It's an outlet for me. It's, it's something creative and it keeps me regimented. It's a schedule. I record this. I record this day. I edit this day. It's up this day. Like it's, it's nice. Structure is good. Children love structure. And what are we uh, just children cosplaying adults at this point in our lives? We're never going to own homes. And sorry, but I, I need to get into this lore because I thought if I can't give you anything else, I could at least give you this lore. But before I talk about any lore, I have to thank the Patreon and because of the Patreon, the show gets bigger and stronger. And Hey, at the $1 tier, your voice is heard in choosing the lore. This week's lore was chosen by the Patreon via poll, which I'll get into in just a moment. But at the $10 tier, if you were in the $10 tier and you got to listen to this episode recorded live, you've essentially heard an episode that no one else is going to hear. You get, you get more bang for your buck because if something like this happens and I mess up, you got to hear an episode that's never going to be released, but then you got to listen to a second episode. That's the live film live before a studio audience uh, tier. Ten bucks a month, uh, every Wednesday, about eight thirty Mountain Standard Time. You can sit down. Discord is a beautiful place. You can sit down on the Discord, listen to the entire episode, have a gay old time. There's some people I have to thank for their support. Starting at the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to Mellow Millhouse. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank Captain Lennox. Thank you to Captain Lennox because of your... you. you I, I hate saying the term you people, but because of these people's, because of these people's admiration and their love and their support of me, the show can continue to get bigger and better. 
And in moments like this, I remember that even when I mess up massively, it's really not that bad. Even if it's going to take me an extra, uh, like, four hours to edit this. I thank you. I love you. And I thank you again. And I love you again. You mean the world. So I go to the Patreon. And like I said, if you want to be a part of the show in any capacity, we have a tier list on the Patreon for where you can join in. And even at the $1 tier, the cheapest tier, you get to have a voice in what the lore for the week is. I'll go in there and I'll put a poll. And I want to do something from the older games. And I chose either Killian Darkwater from Fallout 1 or President Dick Richardson from Fallout 2. Two characters that I feel like in their own way represent two sides of the same coin. Killian being the leader of this this makeshift little junk town, junk town that he operates, and President Dick Richardson, a man who somehow got in charge of the Enclave and by extension is president of the free world. And it was a tie. And honestly, I don't feel like I do Fallout 2 enough, so I wanted to do a little bit of lore on Fallout 2. So this is the lore on President Dick Richardson from Fallout 2. Now, by 2242, President Dick Richardson is president on the Enclave oil rig off the coast of California. But in 2215, in August of 2215, he starts his career in politics in the Enclave Congress. Much of his influence comes from his father. So here is a man who gets to a great status. I believe, I have it written down here, he serves for five consecutive terms. If you're not familiar with U.S. politics, a president, a sitting incumbent, usually gets two consecutive terms. You can do, like, president from 2020 to 2024, and then you could take off from 24 to 28, and then from 28 to 32, you could be president. You, it doesn't say that if you do it for four years, you can't run again. You could, but President Dick Richardson is a five-term, that's 20 years, a five-term president of these United States or the Enclave. But much of his influence comes from his father, President Richardson. So not only are you dealing with a man who has such evil ideas that I'm about to talk about later, but he's also just like a shell of a man. Uh, in my notes, I have, he himself is a very nervous fella, a very shifty not shifty in the sense of he's stealing but shifty in the sense of they portray him as he never knows how to sit still and he never knows what's going on he gets lost in thought and just kind of off in the distance so he's more of a face than anything and after doing all this research in my opinion it seems like he just okays things but Frank Horrigan is kind of the dude in charge. Not officially. Like, if they needed to, they could overpower any decision Frank could come to the president with. But it's, it's a 15-foot it's a man in a suit of advanced power armor. And I'd like to preface all of what I'm saying by saying that I get all of my lore off of the Fallout wiki. Uh, Fallout.fandom.com, the Nukipedia, if you will. And a lot of this is taken from the Fallout Bible, which is written... For the older games, a lot of Fallout 1 stuff, a lot of Fallout 2 stuff, some pre-war stuff, uh, some, some post-war stuff, stuff that takes place in between games. It's not considered canon by, a, by, by the wiki itself because it's not a canon source, but I consider it canon because it comes from the original writers. And anything to not be taken from the Bible, I feel like, goes against what Fallout should be at its core, which is a critique of capitalism in modern day and all these other fun stuff. All this other fun stuff. 
So I consider the Fallout Bible to be canon, and like I said, a lot of what I'm referencing comes from that. Now, Dick Richardson was elected president in 2220. Uh, he enters the office of Mar on March 5th of 2220, and like I said, will run as president for five solid terms. Uh, the Enclave communications officer, when you talk to him trying to get your way to the oil rig, he can respond to you uh, through one of the dialogue options with, and everything's always tighter out here at Enclave, and the fucking president's watching like a hawk. This is a man who ruled through fear and surveillance. A man who can't show you reason why you're supposed to follow him, why you're supposed to have faith in them, you're supposed to believe in the words that come out of their mouth, will punish you for having questions. And any sort of, any form of, uh, any regards of any sort of a complaint was disloyalty. It was essentially an act of treason against Enclave, against the United States of America. And he took that power and ran with it. Another thing he could say uh, when you ask him, the Enclave communications officer, you can say that you're here, the chosen one, the player character, can say that they're here to fix something. And he goes, huh, ain't that the truth? Just don't let anyone who's got the president's ear hear that. You'll be making cattle runs to New Reno until the end of time, pal. So even someone, an Enclave communications officer, and in-game he's a talking head, the communications man, of a fella in advanced power armor, which would later be renamed to Enclave Power Armor or uh, X01 or X02, which is a weird thing that I can never find ever again, that like DC Enclave had X02 armor. This is a man who is like a lifer. He's a man who's in the United States Army as it stands at this point in time, but he's Enclave. And even he knows, don't say the wrong thing in front of the wrong person or for the rest of your life, you could be just working as manual labor. This is not the man, he's not the man that you would expect to be the leader of the free world, even though it is now the Enclave and not so much the United States of America. It's not the type of fella you would assume to, to be in charge. He's a small, nervous man who can barely pay any sort of attention at any given moment. He's weak, he's insecure, and he's fragile. He's he's honestly the worst type of person that should be in any sort of leadership. But that's the type of people we continuously see in any form of leadership. Someone who got bullied to the point that it's everyone else's problem. Not theirs. They didn't have a problem. It wasn't the person who... It, it's just everyone else's problem now it's, it's something they can never get over there's also a man who is a nepotism baby and got everything he was handed to and then when they said you're going to be president now he said yeah why the fuck would i not be president by the 2140s the enclave adopts an ideology of just mass genocide dick richardson wants to cement his legacy in enclave with the eradication of mutant so anything mutant and the way the enclave looks at mutation is anybody who isn't born in enclave if you are not an enclave citizen you are considered other you are considered less than and by proxy you are a mutant there's a few dialogue options there's one that i have written down that i'll be reading in a moment that the president dick richardson accuses or assumes uh, the Chosen One is just a mutant, even though their ace in, ace in the hole, their secret weapon, their thing to be feared is a mutant 
in power armor. He wants to kill everything that isn't... Every human, everything with a pulse that isn't Enclave. Many of his plans for the Enclave are just carryovers from his father, who was president 20 years ago. So a lot of the ideas he has are just whatever his daddy told him to do. Uh, one of them being advanced power armor being worked on from pre-war designs. In October of 2220, the advanced power armor program had finished, and the president puts an official order in to classify any and all deaths and injury that took place during the project as to not lower morale. Here's this piece of technology. Here is supposed to be the strongest piece of armor to ever be made. The Enclave also are the only people at this point in the timeline that have vertebrate access. The only other people that have vertebrate access, if I'm correct, is she. And the she uh, reverse engineer a fallen, a fallen vertebrate and uh, get it working. And then because of the events of Fallout 3, it's explained that there's some weird thing where they found plans and to make vertebrates and now that's why brotherhood of steel at this point which i'm not going to go super into it's just one of those things in the in the, in the 20 2240s the enclave is so powerful they have one of the most advanced set of armors they have laser weapons out the ass and fucking helicopters man and it's such a dangerous operation to make this that they know if they heard x amount of people have died people would lose faith in a big bad way in the Enclave. Now on July 20th of 2236, the Enclave finds the ruins of the Mariposa military base. This is where Frank Corrigan comes into play. They use slave labor from kidnapped wastelanders to excavate the site. Uh, in January of 2237, they find a pure strain of FEV deep inside the base. Finding this irradiates most of the people. And for some, some reason, Frank Horrigan is there and he gets exposed to this and slowly mutates. Now, the United States Chemical Corps, which is a real thing, is one of the few times that I can actually say that I went off of the wiki to the real Wikipedia to the real Wikipedia to get an actual factual statistic on what something was. So all of my lore comes from fallout.fandom.com, but a little bit extra of it comes from Wikipedia. The U.S. Chemical Corps was founded in 1918, June 28th of 1918. It's a branch of the U.S. Army. It's tasked with defending against chemical, biological, radio radiological, and nuclear weapons. Now, the Enclave has reinstated this post-war. And by uh, the guy who's in charge of it during the 2040, 2240s has the greatest name ever. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Charles Curling. And if you're a Fallout fan, you might recognize Curling from somewhere. And I'll tell you in a minute. They immediately began developing the FEV, the pure strain they found at Mariposa, into a viable toxin. And in 2241, four years after the discovery, they make FEV Curling 13. Curling 13, named after Dr. Curling, Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Charles Curling, and the fact that they used this strain to experiment on civilians that were considered pure from Fall 13 because they hadn't been exposed to radiation. Some of them had, some of them haven't. The Enclave wanted to eradicate the entire mainland of the United States 
using this version of FEV. Anyone that did not have the immunization shot would die a horrible death. Now, you can talk to uh, Dick Richardson. You could talk to him a lot, the president of Enclave. You can talk to him quite a, quite a bit. And the chosen one can say, just because everyone out there doesn't have the exact copy of your DNA doesn't give you a license to exterminate them. President Dick Richardson will reply with, oh, I don't relish the decision. If there was any other way, but there isn't. No price is too heavy for the survival of of the human race. If you were human, you'd feel the same way. So not only do they hate anything mutated? Do they hate super mutants? They hate eat ghouls. They hate, and some ghouls aren't even like you know. If you play the games, you're aware. Some of the ghouls aren't even feral. Some of them just want to live by themselves and have their nose rot off their face so they can do. And they do drugs in the subway and hang out. But now nah, he want if you do not if you do not have blonde hair and blue eyes, you gotta go. Anyone who isn't Enclave is considered to be a mutant. And as you could probably infer by everything I've been saying about how awful this man is, he is 200% in favor of using FEV Curling 13. The previous quote that I just read should prove it. Now, in the fall of 2242, using the PMD Valdez, the Chosen One makes their way onto the Enclave oil rig mere hours before the project to release FEV Curling 13 was finished. A nuclear detonation was used to destroy the Enclave oil base, and it erased almost every single thing in Enclave data saying that he was even a person. There isn't a ton of stuff after this that happens. Even on the wiki, it says that the term president is used as a term to scare children. It's like a boogeyman hiding, which doesn't entirely makes sense to me because president tandy is president for 80 something years but there is a reference to him in fallout 3 john henry eden the then president of the enclave says all of the presidents from washington to richardson implying that there's they've kept going with presidency all throughout but they got rid of like one of the core rules like the reason why presidents uh do to have the ability to do two terms of eight years is because after eight years the first president, George Washington, went, all right, I'm kind of done. And they use that. There's a, I think it's Taft or Roosevelt is one of the only, is the only president, I think, to get three terms. And after that, he walked away. And then after that, they were like, hey, maybe, you know, not 12 years of presidency. And they went back to eight, not went back to, they set the standard of eight based on what the first president, George Washington, did. John Henry might be one of the only people, one of the only things that really remember who Richardson are but his entire personality is an amalgamation of every single president that had ever been a part of the U.S. system you can talk to President Richardson about a lot of stuff Uh, you can talk to him at length about FEV Project FEV Curling 13 Vice President Daniel Byrd's health which I thought was really interesting and I don't have anything really written about Danny Byrd but there's a thing in there that says he's a quiet, nervous man with food stains all over his suit. I don't know what the process of a vice president is in the Fallout universe, especially at this point in time. But it's usually the president picks who he wants his running mate to be. So I just I picture these these guys as boyhood friends, and they're both just like bumbling idiots. Like they were just like chubby losers. 
Because that's what I get from Dick Richardson. He's just kind of like a chubby dude. Like, he's schlubby. He refuses to just shave his head. He's balding. Like, he's probably really into something niche that's kind of, like, cute and endearing. But he's a monster. But he's only a monster because everybody around him his entire life has told him, you have to be a monster. Just a just a really interesting cat. You can talk about uh, the vice president's health, China, the Great War, the true purpose of the vaults, mutation, the fate of the chosen one's fellow villagers, and a myriad of other stuff. He's a character that I feel like not a ton of people know about. There's a few videos floating around about him. I haven't seen them in preparation of this. But it's he's a character who I feel like should be more should be more known by the fan base. Um, I feel like a lot of fans really only know Fallout Four and Fallout Seventy Six, and that's fine if that's your starting point. But imagine getting into Final Fantasy Seventeen and not wanting to go back and see anything else. I get if older games really aren't your bag. There's a wiki, but. Anyway, that's really all I have to say about President Dick Richardson, one of the presidents of the United States, one of the last presidents of the Enclave, if it is to be, if it is to be believed that the Enclave is completely gone at this point. And that's all I really have for this week's lore. Like I said, I'm so sorry about this week. I don't mean to just apologize, 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 apologize. But it's just, you know, I feel like something like this is inexcusable. Come back next week. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure this doesn't happen again next week. Because let me tell you, it's killing me. Come back next week because Kyle and I are going to talk about the PlayStation event that happened. It's happening Wednesday, uh, this coming Wednesday, which is the 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th. 24th, 25th of May of 2023, the year of our Lord. So come back. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to make sure that something like this doesn't happen. I love you. And I thank you so much for being here. The intro music is by the one and only Shane Ivers, uh, all of his free tunes at silvermansounds.com slash free music. My song is called feather duster. It's what I use for the intro. I don't own it, but I say it's mine because it feels like mine because I've been using it for 250 some episodes, but you could use it too. go right ahead. Link in the description to the Patreon. Again, thank you to the Patreon. I'm sorry about this. I love you very much. And I'll be seeing you soon. Come talk in the Discord. There's a link in the description there. Check out the Red Bulb if you want to support. Uh, some logos, some fun stuff there. There's also uh, links to my Twitter, Kyle's Twitter, and the show, the Atomic Radio Hour Twitter. Come hang out for a little bit uh, in any which way. Shoot me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. I love you very much, and I'll be seeing you very, very shortly. Be good to one another. Take care of yourself. Check your back learned that I was getting out of chairs wrong my entire life. Getting out of bed wrong my entire life. I love you. I'll see you next week. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast A Goulman Entertainment Production